I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling fans of all ages, in every corner, the top rope, bottom rope, or underneath the ring, welcome to the Monday Night Raw edition of the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I'm Jay Tilly. Welcome. And I am so excited to talk about this crowd coming to you out of Ottawa. Just a really, really good crowd. And uh, they were loving Sami Zayn. What'd you think, man? Yeah, I'll agree. The, the, the crowd was hot. Uh, definitely want to dive into it because I think we have two different opinions on the show in general. Um, you already talked about the Sami Zayn part, so we, we can roll right into that. And yeah, man, uh, if you want to kind of recap what he did and then I'll give you my opinion on it, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd be curious to go through this card with you for sure. Yeah. So absolutely. As I referred to this, as, as I referred to this episode of Monday Night Raw, this is a, this is a story that needs to be told because we need to move on from Sami Zayn. And, and I'm doing air quotes versus Roman Reigns because now it's Sami Zayn versus the bloodline. And he now has realized he wants to take down the bloodline and he can't do it alone. And what is he going to do there in his home country? He comes out and um, the crowd is loving him. And six minutes, he couldn't say a word. He goes, he puts the microphone a couple inches from his face, and they start all over again. And then he puts the mic down, brings it back up two more minutes. So now we're nine and a half minutes in. You deserve it. You deserve it. And uh, finally, he's able to say, wow, wow, guys, I'm feeling a lot of feelings here. And I instantly knew that there was going to be a slow burn for what was about to occur. And I was loving every freaking second of it. And uh, he called out Kevin Owens. And when his music hit, it wasn't nearly as loud as Sammy's, but it was pretty damn close to where it's no longer Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane. It's now 
Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They're they're yeah. one and one A. It's no longer, you know, um, one trying to live up to the other. So I really I really enjoyed I really really enjoyed the exchange and the energy that the two of them had in the ring. Yeah, I uh, I agree, and I thought there were some pretty good lines uh, in the the promos themselves. Uh, I appreciated KO. I appreciated the callback with yep. KO saying, "No, I, I meant it when I said in Survivor Series you're on your own." You know, with Sammy asking, "Hey, let's take down the bloodline together," and KO's going, "No." Um, I also really like the aspect of so some of the feedback coming out of Elimination Chamber was, "Why did KO take so long to come out and help Sammy? Why did he take so long?" Mm-hmm. Well, he took so long because he wasn't there to help Sammy. And I love that they explained that, that he came out to prevent Sammy's family from seeing him get beat down. Like he got beat down at Royal Rumble. Yep. Oh, that was gorgeous. Beautiful touch. And calling him out and saying the fact that you just stood there while I got beat up in front of my family. I wasn't going to let that happen to you. And I didn't come out here for you. I came out here for them. And I was like, that's great. Because everybody just kind of assumed going into Raw, they're going to hug, make up, kiss, you know, we're good friends. Love you. Let's go kick the bloodlines ass. And I like the fact that, uh, they didn't. So it was like another wrinkle laid in there. And yeah, Yeah, I thought that was like expert, expert, expert storytelling that kind of like what we talked about before or more you talked about was that the WWE races through three episodes of raw, the feud, the start, the build, the finish, boom whereas now we can sort of get this slow burn Sami Zayn has to build up confidence in Kevin Owens Kevin Owens is going to build some confidence in Sami that he's not doing this for the wrong reason and and you know the whole thing that still hasn't been figured out where's Jay in all of this he took the spear yeah was he like oh yeah hey that's friendly fire it's cool or is he like, yo, dog, we were down and, you know, I treated you like family and you speared me, but we don't know where he is, you know, on the, on where, you know, if, if he's on the fence or not. So that'll be, that'll be some fun coming forward. Yeah, even, even Kevin Owen made, made a point to say that, you know, if you need help taking on the bloodline, get your buddy Jay. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so yeah, it, it it's the, the storyline is going to be really good coming out of this because um, we've got all of March to build up to WrestleMania. So you can absolutely build Sammy getting his butt kicked over and over again and, and maybe KO getting his butt kicked on this side and slowly push them together um, and and build that. Okay. We've got to take them out. We're going to have to work together rolling into WrestleMania to hopefully take the tag titles. You know, so you look, is there going to be, is there going to be a catalyst that says, all right, you guys need, you guys need to get together. Is it going to be Pierce? Is it going to be, I'm trying to think of someone else. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anyone who will who will stand up against Roman Reigns unless it's Cody who will say, hey, you know, why don't you guys, you know, do it together? Uh, they've got one more episode in Canada, um, so that'll be interesting to see how that comes. I think they have penciled in Solo Sokoa against, Sammy so that I think that'll be a fun fun match and to see where you know where the where parties lie um with you know that'll close out February into March give you one full month 
to really, really build what's going to happen on the 1st and 2nd of April in SoFi Stadium. Yeah, you brought up the Cody thing. That's a really good possibility because now you could have the bloodline attacking Cody and beating Cody down, and Sammy comes out to make the save. Well, they're still outnumbered. Next show, they're beating down Sammy. Cody comes out, or KO comes. You know, they they start playing with the three of them, and then they just build this bond of the three of them, and, yeah, roll into WrestleMania. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if they'll go that route or if they're just going to try to keep it Roman versus Cody. However, when has it ever been Roman versus somebody without the bloodline involved? Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's, uh, and we'll get into the promo here in a little bit, but yeah, that was, uh, it's, it's never just Roman, sort of what was alluded to in the promo. So, yeah. Um, so the, the promo goes and, um, Sammy's like, Hey, I'm having a lot of feelings here. KO comes out, says, Hey, I didn't want you to get your head caved in like I almost did. And, uh, you know, that was that. They get done. Drops the uh, drops the mic. He walks back, and you know Corey Graves is you know he's given us you know his uh, theories. Corbin comes out. He's like, "Hey, you interrupted me, and you know everything that you were talking about was so important." But you know I'm the last guy that beat Roman Reigns. He uh, throws Sammy around. Out come the officials. And there is Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce is <laughs> like he did last week when he got challenged by Becky. I challenge you to make a match. And this was Becky challenging Adam Pierce at this point. And uh, Adam Pierce just points to the ring. Sammy's like, "Oh, you you want me to go to the ring? Well, I mean that's what we do here in World Wrestling Entertainment. Yep. We wrestle entertainmently. So uh, he comes running down. They go through a decent match. Um, Sammy really wearing those battle scar battle scars from Saturday. And um, I thought, I thought everything would kind of calm down. Like it was just a slap and it would, it would calm down. I mean, he was, he was worse for wear and the, you know, the scrape down the middle. I'm not really sure where that came from. And then uh, you could see the bruises where he took a couple of chair shots to his back. Yeah. Yeah, it, the, <clears throat> the beatdown uh, going into the break and through the picture-in-picture picture was yeah. pretty good. They, it was, they did a good job, and, and Sammy sells really well, so he sold yes. that really, really well. Uh, and then the match itself was decent. And like you said, he, Sammy, Sammy took his shirt off. You're like, oh, Ooh. yeah, he was in a war Ooh. for sure yeah. in a war on Saturday. Yeah, and I think the scrape true. came from when he tried to dive through the ropes and Roman caught him with a – punch or something uh, i remember yeah. when we watched the yeah. elimination chamber that's when i was like "Ooh, he didn't quite make it through those ropes <laughs> got hung up a little bit sammy yeah so i'm sure that's where that i'm not sure but I, i'm guessing that as came from uh match yeah. was good uh, i'm glad it wasn't a squash to baron corman like it was last week against um cody so i uh, appreciated the fact that they they gave him some time to work uh sammy sold the back injury the back being in pain but still ended up getting the win, which was good. I, I think it was the right call to give him the win. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's on he's on the right side of the ledger, uh, gets the W. Baron Corbin is building towards something. Um, not sure what you're going to build him to going in. It's going to be, you know, does someone else get aligned with JBL or does he try and prove himself against 
I don't know, Mad Cat Moss or something. So, uh, but yeah, good good piece of business. It was nice to see Sammy get get some of that offense, and uh, he fought from underneath for a little bit. Got hit with that deep, uh, the deep nine, uh, deep six. Yep. Very, very, uh, very protected finish. And again, you know, Baron was able to cut some promos and talk about how he was the last guy to beat Roman. And I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Maybe Baron is the guy that feuds with Roman after uh, whatever happens with Cody, because he'll be away from the title and he's going to have to build himself back up um, with the bloodline or whatever. I'm, I'm not really sure what how to pencil that. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting that they've they've dropped that hint in there. Yeah, you know, he said it two weeks in a row now. So I I'm curious if. They're going to maybe just have a match between now and WrestleMania and it's going to be a squash and Roman's just going to like destroy him in 30 seconds to prove that Mm -hmm. he's come a long way since then. But it's definitely, they're they're definitely sprinkling in the seeds for you for sure. Yeah, that's a good point because they have a, they have a show in Kansas city before WrestleMania. So they, they're doing a lot of stuff in the Midwest. They're in um, Illinois, Minnesota, Kansas city, um, NXT is up and down in Florida, all over Florida. They're actually in Jacksonville on on Friday night, and uh, they've got another show. It's not in LA, but it's closer to the West Coast. So, um, if you know uh, Corbin being from Kansas City, that might be an interesting uh, interesting place for him to maybe talk some smack. And Roman comes out and says, "Acknowledge me." But during the promo um, that that we'll get to in a little bit, one of the members of the promo uh, mentioned Peoria, and I don't know why he said Peoria twice. Yeah. And when you look where um, WWE is, they're in Peoria between now and WrestleMania. And I was like, hmm. oh, interesting. interesting. So I, I just thought that was kind of funny, maybe ironic, or just the the script just aligned with. Right. What they were talking about. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a good piece of business. I thought uh, the verbals, and again, I just lose it because Sammy, being a masked wrestler for so long, and I think about this because of like the Mill Masqueruses and the Rey Mysterios and the the famous Luchadors. They don't have to worry about the facials, but then you look at some of the some of the wrestlers that have in the past wrestled in a mask and they have such amazing facials and Sammy, I mean, he sold, he sold like a million bucks tonight yeah. and, uh, and, and just like he did on Saturday. So that was, uh, that was really cool to see. So uh, a couple of commercials, they, um, they showed the, the man and Rollins, commercial again which i just thought was awesome rollins for those who didn't see it originally uh, definitely try and go on google seth rollins and the man batman commercial or seth rollins goes hollywood because he's he's the joker and becky lynch is the bat is batman in the line where he goes oh i didn't i didn't know we, <laughs> we had a bat cave and she's like, "You don't. I'm the man." And I was just like, "That was awesome. I'm yeah. I'm in on this this new character." So, um, but yeah. So then, uh, so we finish. So we finish that. 
cut to a commercial, come back, and you see that there's an interview getting ready to kick off with Mommy and uh, Slimeball, XCOM mm-hmm. Dom. They come in. Uh, they're miking her up. She's looking all, uh, all snarky. And um, they're they're now they're talking. Um, Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick are talking about the Edge and Austin Theory showdown. And um, while while Rhea's getting mic'd up, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. They're talking about Edge while the um, Judgment Day are getting mic'd up. Yeah, where you know here's Edge, the exiled member of of Judgment Day. So, um, so they they cut they go to break. They come back, and now Rhea and Dom are in there with Byron Saxton, and they're talking about uh, what happened in the elimination chamber, how everything went down, and <laughs> and Dom keeps like piping in like he actually served hardcore time and (laughs) it looks like now like if you look it looks like he's got a teardrop now yeah he's got that fake teardrop uh (laughs) tattoo he's had since he got out yeah i love that yeah and he's he's gotten he's gotten uh he's gotten some more ink and now he's got a almost like a skull or a bat or something on his hand so I noticed uh, that too. Yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely getting more tatted up. Whether they're fake or real, I don't know. Yeah, but it's much yeah. better than that one crappy one he had. So I, I, I saw that too. I'm like, oh, I kind of like yeah. his stats now. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's gotten a couple of cover ups. So, um, yeah. So they talk about how she, she, Rhea is going to face Charlotte, and Charlotte is going to put her in her place, <laughs> and. This whole time, like you're thinking, like okay, she's gonna get put in her place. So Charlotte is gonna slap around and uh, you know make her submissive somehow when that's not Rhea's game. Yeah, and Rhea's response is, yeah, yeah. If she wants to put me in my place, that's fine. She can put me in my place because that's on top of the women's division. And I, yeah, was it was a good like, line. I totally did not see that coming. So kudos to um, whether it was Rhea or someone in creative. I'd be interested to see who helped produce who helped produce that spot. But it it, it was really strong, great, um, great promo. I thought I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I uh, I've got nothing to add. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It was yeah, it it did what it needed to do, and and yeah, yeah, it was a good line. I I did yeah. appreciate the fact though when she wanted to talk about Beth or. Byron wanted to talk about Beth and she's like, I don't want to talk about Beth. And I, I think they're setting up for Beth Phoenix, Rhea Ripley coming out of mania. Maybe Beth challenges their first challenger for the title, but I appreciate that he brought that up. And then I like how he asked again and Dom's like, don't ask that question again. You know what I used to do to people in the, in the, yeah. in the slammer when they asked too many questions. Yeah. I'll show you what I did to people when they talk too much. And uh, yeah. yeah, that was, that was funny. Yep. So then again, uh, so the, the, the interview ends, and again, they talk to the U.S. champion, and he mentions crappy Canada, and you hear the, the chorus of boos, and um, he, the uh, Austin Theory talks about how he's the now, he's the forever champion, 
and uh, he's going to forever be the headliner. And I'm like, man, this guy really almost believes what he's saying. Yep. And um, I guess if you say it enough, you you almost start believing it. So we are uh, the number one podcast in the world. We're the number one. I don't know if it's going to work. We'll keep saying it. Number one podcast. And I'm <laughs> I'm rubbing my temples while I'm saying yeah. it. Oh, I need to do my yoga poses while I'm doing it. So, <laughs> uh, so then uh, we go into the Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali. I like the Dolph Ziggler character, even though the gum smacking thing kind of annoys me because that just reminds me of the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society and trying to figure out this whole Mustafa Ali. Oh, I'm just, oh, am I, am I supposed to smile more? So then they cut to uh, a couple weeks ago when Ziggler's like, you just don't get it, man. You just don't get it. Yeah. So they go through um, Ziggler looks great. And uh, his Greek, his gear is pink as pink could be sort of a, I don't know if it's a homage to the Heart Foundation, uh, you know, them being in Canada. Out comes Mustafa Ali. They have a quick match. One Not minute and 20 seconds. Yeah. And I don't think it was necessarily a squash match, squash match as much as it was a surprise uh, Ali won. And, you know, that's an easy, that's an easy way to get him on the um, WrestleMania card because now Ziggler is going to want to get revenge going to WrestleMania. So that's yeah. kind of how I saw that, you know, unfold. Yeah. There, uh, not a whole lot to say about this. I did catch that as Mustafa Ali was leaving though, he was celebrating like it was the biggest win he's ever had kind of that over the top baby face to the point where you're like, dude, you're, you're kind of being an asshole. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're going to start slowly turning him heel. Mm. But I hope they do something. He's he's fantastic in the ring. Yeah. And I hate that he's kind of he asked for his release. They told him no. Then they put him on the shelf for so long. And now he's back, yeah. which I think were some of the inside jokes about, you know, you hear uh, like Athena when she left. She said some of the feedback she always got was smile more and stuff like that. So I, I think there were some inside jokes on that whole thing. Yeah. Which is cool that they're they're doing that now. But, yeah, I hope he gets something. Uh, I'm not feeling this character. I'm not feeling where he's going. Maybe he'll turn what he needs to do. Maybe, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really want to uh, see him and Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania. I don't think <laughs> maybe yeah, pre-show, I, but not main card. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, how are you going to fill two days of WrestleMania? You know, eight hours of wrestling, and you know, granted, you gave him a minute of time, but um, Ziggler, he's what a three-time champion. He's held yeah. every title. Um, in the WWE. So um, he went down to NXT for a little while, carried that title, had a decent uh, piece of business with Braun, and he's on the main roster. You know, if, you, if you're just going to have him flounder, maybe call Robert Roode up, get the, get the dogs back together or something. I don't, I don't know what. Uh, well, what they I was going to ask, where, where has Robert Roode been? I know he came back for a little bit. Now he's gone again. Did he yeah. get re-injured? Yeah. or? Yeah, he got injured, had to have surgery. He's rehabbing. I think he's in uh, Georgia or Alabama okay. or something. Um, so he's still recovering. Hopefully um, he'll be back in the next four or five months. So Okay, yeah. Um, yeah he had, I, like I said, I thought I saw him come back, and then he was out again. So I didn't know if he got what, what happened with that. Yeah, yeah he got injured. So. 
Um, so then, uh, so that match gets done, cuts, cuts back from a commercial, shows uh, Miz and Maurice, and Kathy Kelly is back there trying to get an interview, and uh, Maurice turns, turns away, so Kathy swoops in, hey, Miz, I wanted to talk to you. Miz is like, and mm-hmm. Maurice is turning, and he wanted to see her coming toward him because he loves her obviously because that's his his wife and mm-hmm. and all of her glory yeah it was a nice dress she was wearing yeah she, she's yeah very much so and uh so she hands him a gold envelope and he, he alludes to uh his game win his game winning hoop uh during the nba all-star game and kathy kelly quickly says well it it, it didn't count yeah. Excuse me. This is between my my wife and I. Uh, this has nothing to do with you. So I thought I thought that was good. Um, they kind of went back and forth, talked a little bit about um, what do you think is how everything's going, and how, you know you have a match tonight with Seth Rollins. Well, you know if you want to be specific, you know it's technically me who count who uh, cost. Uh, Seth freaking Rollins, the United States title, because my protege, uh, Logan Paul. And so I, I thought that was kind of fun how they tied everything, you know, yep. tied everything with a nice, neat little bow. And um, they talked about how they he was going to have a match and he's going to do what he needs to do because he's um, he's the Miz and he's awesome. He never let off. He never let out what was going on in that envelope. So uh, next Monday, you got to tune in and see what's going on with that uh, with that gold envelope. Yeah, uh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, so it, they didn't yeah. make it anything. I, I just was like, I don't care what's in the envelope. What I do care about, and I hope they're not going this direction, is I do not want to see a triple threat with Rollins, Logan Paul, and The Miz at WrestleMania. I don't want to see that. I want to just see Rollins and Logan Paul. I don't think they need to add the Miz to that mix. And I'm worried the just some of that banter is what they're gonna they might lean to. I see, I, I may be wrong, but I see why you think that. Yeah, because because now the Miz wants to be proud of what he created. I mean, otherwise, what yeah. what's the what's the Miz's program now? It could be this gold envelope yeah. is going to be a contract for a match of whoever he wants his iron man match let's say i don't know but yeah. i just yeah I, I don't what they're gonna put the miz on wrestlemania obviously yeah now we do know wrestlemania is a ways off so they absolutely could build a program with him going forward and with wrestlemania being a ways off there's another interview that goes on later that oh my god i hope gets handled before wrestlemania but yeah um yeah i just some of the things they said in the protege and you know, I took him on once and he beat me, but I haven't had my rematch. Like, I could see them trying to build that as a triple threat, and I don't want to see that. I just want to see Rollins and Logan Paul because I think that yeah. has the potential to be match of the night. Yeah, that definitely wouldn't. I mean, it, obviously, getting the Miz on the card. I mean, he's one of uh, one of only a couple double um, Grand Slam champions on both shows. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see how it makes sense unless someone comes from the NXT up to them. Yeah, I don't. I don't. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see what happens with the gold uh, gold envelope. Um, so as they as they cut out, um, they're already backstage. Now the camera is panning, and you see Cody Rhodes. And uh, time to get a little more personal with Cody Rhodes. He makes his way, um, and Corey Graves and Kevin Kelly are talking about the challenges that he's going to face and everything he's going to go through. And uh, they cut to a commercial break. They come back. And again, they mention where they're at. They're in the, the tire center, a Canadian tire center. And uh, Cody Rhodes comes out and he's just feeling it. So we're, we're barely past COVID, right? And COVID is a flu like virus that led everybody to wearing masks. Well, we're sort of past it. Not everybody's wearing masks. If you don't want to, you don't wear one. Some people do, whatever. So he goes through, and there's uh, 14,000-something people in the, in the center. He's walking down. He's touching everybody's hands, right? What does he do when he gets into the ring before he grabs the mic? He kisses his hands and, like, swing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, this guy is going to get sick and not make it to WrestleMania. And I was like, oh. <laughs> And this is when I was like, I am focusing absolutely on the wrong thing. <laughs> For real. And so I had to like pause, get up, walk around, because now I'm like, okay, we need to focus on what he's going to talk about, what he's going to say, and how is he going to say it? Because if he gets all teary-eyed and choked up like Cody normally does, he's there's that little bit of like how you're – like if you're wearing a suit of armor, oh, there's a little chink in your armor. This is a little bit of your weakness, and you want you want Cody to be strong. So Cody gets the microphone. He gets ready to talk. Bam! On comes Heyman. He's got the neck brace. He's all mic'd up. He looks worse for wear because his neck hurts, and uh, he's not very fond of the Canadian medical uh, system. <laughs> and he goes on to tell Cody. You know, if you come on to, you make it to WrestleMania, you challenge uh, Roman Reigns, and if you do, not saying you will, but if you do win the world titles and the universal title, here's what's going to go on. And he goes on to break down the days on the road and this and that and the other and says, you know, and it, he surmises with 305 days on the road, basically uh, promoting the the brand of WWE. Is that the sacrifice you want to take for your family? Oh, I know you think I'm going to say something vile about Roman Reigns keeping your um, your wife warm at, at night. Roman Reigns is a happily married man, and then he gets all close and says, but I'm not. And you're like, <laughs> come on, man. So, <laughs> like Brandy would even. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Brandy is one year removed from having a baby, uh, for everything that we know, they are happily married. And aesthetically, um, I would venture to say that Brandy <laughs> and Cody belong together and Mr. Heyman belong <laughs> nowhere near Brandy Rose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I also like that he, uh, the, through the, uh, the comment in there about, uh, Dustin, and mm -hmm. telling the story about his dad being on the road all the time. Yeah. Because, you know, I 
they mentioned Dustin on WWE, which is a good sign. So mm-hmm. maybe they are working to get him in there to be able to be part of uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, I I agree. And you know, what would be really cool is if they were to get Dustin to WrestleMania, and Dustin is on an episode of Broken Skull Sessions, telling his story. Oh and, yeah, that'd be really good. Maybe even to the extent where Dustin tells stories about Dusty, which Steve is uber fond of. They're both Texas guys yep, and traveling the road and, you know, how they cut their teeth and what he'd been up to since, you know, shattered dreams of, of gold dust. And, you know, so that would be, uh, that, I think that would be a lot of fun. So that'd be a good show. So cut yeah. to commercial. Uh, we roll into Oscar versus Nikki Cross. Wait, you, you skipped you skipped Cody's response to Mr. Heyman. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So Cody Cody gets really angry and did a really good I'm really angry thing, yep. and I loved uh, the the Roman. You know, we're gonna come face to face eventually. Stop sending this guy. Stop mm-hmm. being you. We're gonna meet face to face very soon. I thought that was very good. Cut cut and dry yep. to the point. You know, talk to him about how he's a great champion, but he's going to beat him. So, yeah. I've got to finish the story. Yeah. Yep. I've got to finish the story. Man, I am. I'm super, super excited for WrestleMania. Um, A WrestleMania ticket sells itself on being WrestleMania. Whether you buy a ticket for night one, night two, or both. Um, And certainly if you have a Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, um, that will be phenomenal. And hopefully they don't do the Hall of Fame like they did with Taker right. um, as part of um, Friday Night SmackDown or whatever. Hope that that's something separate. So, so, um, so just a reminder reminder to our fans, uh, buy me coffee, look up the No Shade Man Cave, you can donate, and we're going to use that for our WrestleMania ticket. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, buymecoffee.com, uh, take a look, No Shade Man Cave, Wherever you pick up your podcasts and or social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, our YouTube, it's all No Shave Man Cave. So, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely subscribe to us. And, you know, like we're always talking about, if uh, if you have some feedback, you know, I, I messaged uh, a couple of podcasts that I've listened to. They hang on a certain word and they'll say it over and over and over again. And that's like their their safety blanket almost. And, you know, we, JT and I, we talked at work and yeah, you, you, uh, you smacked a little bit. You said, um, you know, you, you kept, uh, uh, clapping or making some kind of noise, sit on your hands, do something. So if there's something that, uh, you want to see or hear, you want us to change up, definitely we're here to get better. And that's what we're trying to do every single episode. And, uh, that's what I think, the WWE has been doing every episode since old Papa H has taken over too. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, we're, uh, <laughs> we're going to keep it moving. I'm, uh, yeah, I, I, I've got some thoughts, but I want I want to yeah. get to the next match, and then yeah, then I'll try to prove my point. Yep. So we get to Oscar and Cross. Uh, nice piece of business, and uh, you know the match in and of itself gets ready to start. Out comes Bianca Belair, who looked like a million bucks. And, oh yeah. Uh, the just as they were about to lock up, she came out. So I don't know if there was a timing issue. It just seemed kind of awkward. She comes out ringside. She doesn't put she doesn't put a headset on. She's just there. And I'm thinking to myself, why like why doesn't she like color commentate kind of like Carmela did? Uh, yeah, whole, I thought the same thing. Ago. But uh, she she doesn't say a peep. She's just like she's in the match. She's feeling it. Uh, she didn't seem like she was pushing or pulling for anyone. Uh, Nikki Cross takes and does this um, like a almost like a reverse DDT where the back Ugh. of um, Asuka comes down and they are on the hardest part of the ring on the on the apron on the outside of the rope. Oh, is that the hardest part? Look, <laughs> hardest part. <laughs> and they're on the outside of the ring right in front of the announce table and Nikki just drives Asuka into the ring apron. They cut to a commercial and then I thought to myself, so we're an hour and some change into the mat, into the, into the show, uh, about an hour and 30 minutes or so. And I realized wow, this is like the fourth or fifth pitcher and pitcher, but I didn't have that big of an issue with it, even though AEW does it the, like the exact same way. I was like, oh man, I got to, you know, so on Wednesday when I watch, I'm going to just not be as conscious of it and get, get all hoity toity about it right. because it's just, I mean, that's how they pay bills. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta put, uh, you gotta put some money in the coffer. So, uh, yeah. So they go through the match. Um, uh, the 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 move set that Nikki was going with was sort of this violent. Um, she she kind of came across like uh, AEW the the uh, old boy who comes down on the uh, on the skateboard. Yeah, Darby Allen. That comes down like Darby Allen, where he's almost enjoying the pain and the agony and the misery. And um, Asuka is just nailing her with kicks, nailing her with kicks. Nikki gets in some moves. And uh, fast forward, uh, Asuka gets her into a submission. And Nikki finally submits. And anyone else would have submitted probably 30 seconds earlier. But they tried to keep Nikki, uh, you know, pretty strong. And uh, Asuka gets the win. Yep. So... 
what's the difference between Nikki and Liv right now? They're the exact same character. They're they're in there, love the pain. I mean, obviously they different attitudes and but I just I felt like this should have been lived more now, not taking oh. anything away from it. The match was great. Uh this run of Oscars is is super impressive. Yeah. Uh she has definitely pulled the talent up with her. Again, we talked about the match with Liv Morgan um being one of the better matches I've seen. The match with Nikki was great. They didn't have all the silliness with the Elimination Chamber, people coming out like they did in the Liv Morgan match. Yeah. But it says something for the the caliber of Liv and Nikki and that style they're playing to go up against Asuka. So I, I enjoyed the match a lot. My complaint is, so you said, what, it was an hour and 30-something minutes when this match started? Mm-hmm. I like wrestling in my wrestling shows. We had a one-minute and 20-second 20, 20 squash and then the Sammy match and this in an hour and 30 minutes. That's where I started getting frustrating. Like, I understand you got to do the backstage stuff. I yeah. understand we got vignettes. I just felt like there was a lot of it on this show. Yeah. And I think if I'm not mistaken, there's only one more match to go. So four matches. uh, Yeah. Four matches in a three hour show. And one match is only one minute and 20 seconds. That, that was the root cause of why I had issues with this, this show in general. We'll finish going through it. But yeah, yeah, that was one of my biggest things because the action in the ring was good. I just wish there was more of it. Yeah. I think, I think I was more, for some reason, I was more into the promos because it was telling, it was telling a story, and I was thinking of my own personal WrestleMania card, how everything was going to play out, and the how they recapped what happened on Elimination Chamber, sort of timely enough. And Austin Theory, he was, you know, he was a thread throughout the show. You saw him in the beginning, you saw him in the middle, you saw him in the end. And I was like, okay, you know, I can kind of buy off on that. Uh, Seth Rollins, you know, that, that, uh, the piece of business Seth Rollins did, I thought was really good. So, um, so that match ends and, um, then Bianca and Asuka have a face off. They cannot wait for that match. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be something for the ages. That's going to be a lot of fun. So then um, they cut to commercial. Uh, Kathy Kelly is backstage again, and uh, Armella talks about like something about how she wanted a receipt or something. Is and I was just like, okay, I'm kind of confused. It was good to see her back on TV, just knowing what she went through while she was gone, and it's good to see you know, what, uh, you know, that she's back on the right track. And, um, she had, uh, she, (laughs) so she wants a receipt. So, uh, she challenges Asuka to a match next week and Corey Graves just goes high into the right. I don't normally disagree with my wife, but (laughs) I think think she's a little bit crazy. So yeah, that was good. So I think next week's uh, Monday Night Raw, I think it'll be a pretty good show. There'll be some preludes to what we may or may not see. I don't necessarily understand why you're going to see Charlotte and Rhea in a match when you're already going to see them at WrestleMania. If you're Are they having a match or just TV, a face-off? Uh, no, they're I thought they were just doing a match. A- oh, yeah, okay. They're, they're booked to have a match. And you're just like, why, why are you going to do this on free TV? But, hey, you know, whatever. So uh, MVP is on there. Hey, you know, uh, so fast forward. We 
cut to commercial comeback. Uh, MVP is on there, and he's like, you know, uh, Lesnar, you messed up. You're a chicken. You're scared. And uh, my man almost challenges you to match at WrestleMania. Oh, I'm God, like, I hope not. Wow. And I'm, I was really, really confused because I thought the play all along was to have uh, to have another match with with Lesnar, um, but hey, yeah. you know whatever. Again, I I don't I don't want to see that. Like I don't want to see yeah. Lesnar. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Hopefully they hopefully they blow it off early and and they'd go somewhere else with Lesnar unless Lesnar wants to work him. I just that's not something I'm excited to see. Yeah. Unless you want to see Lesnar throw a four hundred four hundred pound dude around uh, doing put him through suplex city yet. And I don't, I mean, yeah. So they, um, trying to have it. So they, uh, they cut to a commercial. They go now, uh, Corey Graves and Kelly, uh, Kevin Pierre, Kevin Patrick are talking about the Rollins versus Miz. Uh, Miz is now in the ring and you hear burn it down. And, uh, here comes Seth Rollins. Uh, fans are singing along, oh, oh, oh. and uh, this goes on for like four and a half, five minutes, it seemed. And he is so over, Seth Rollins is yeah. so over that um, I'm not as upset as I was <laughs> Saturday night about the end of Elimination Chamber um, because you know, Seth is still money. So that, that was good. So Seth and Miz, they lock up. And then next thing you know, uh, Seth has hit the Miz with three stomps and the referee finally just stopped the match. And, um, I've never seen a submission or a referee stop like that. And it was just a definitive, I am Seth freaking Rollins. And, Logan Paul, you messed up. Yeah, yeah, good bit, good bit of business. Uh, yeah. Something I think it might be the first time I've seen WWE use that. The uh, you've kicked his butt so much that he can't continue. Usually they like throw it out and it's a DQ. So I appreciated the fact that they let it go that way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a good piece of business, decent match. Uh, again, like the matches they had on the sh- the show were good. Like they're even the the squash match with. Ziggler was good. So yeah. Yeah. Decent bit of business. Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, so then they, so that match is over. Then they officially announce, um, Oscar and Carmella. Um, you've seen the alpha alpha Academy backstage a couple of times. And then, uh, Bronson Reed comes walking out and the, the view of Bronson Reed being face to face with Otis, I was like, "Man, that would be fun." I hope that's a WrestleMania match. And I thought that's what they were going to go with, but instead, uh, Gable goes out there and uh, he takes the tsunami. A little bit later on, uh, so then that match is official. So they announced. So then they 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 show the um, the view of Carmella. And Asuka is official. So now they've said it three times. So you know it's official, official, official. So then yeah, I think that match is happening. I think it may be happening. So then they go into the ding dong and 
um, Asuka want, or um, Bailey wants to be with her family. So, um, so she's on the stage now with damage control. And she goes to sit down. Then she stands back up. I'm so excited. So what is it like being the greatest tag team ever? I'm thinking to myself, greatest tag team champions ever. And I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a minute. You and Sasha or Monday right. were the you know were tag team champions, and all the other tag team champions before. I'm sort of kind of odd. Well, then um, the man's music hits. Out comes Becky. Hey, you know I want to uh, if I you know if I can't um, go for my fifth or go for another world title, I would just soon. Um, you know, go for those tag team titles. Bailey's like, well, you and you and who? You don't have any friends. Out comes Lita, and Bailey tries to uh, sprinkle in some doubt, and they're like, hey, don't worry about us. We've already talked about it, and makes it official. They challenge Lita and Becky versus Damage Control for WrestleMania. Yep, where was Trish again? Like, so, yeah, so um, there's been a couple of things that have popped up where she's canceled three different shows. So that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll uh, dig into that and see what the deal is, why she um, why she hasn't why she hasn't been on TV, because that's the third showing that she yep. was um, like unofficially booked for and she didn't show. So, yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah. And. So is the damage control and Lita and Becky WrestleMania? They're going to yeah. drag this out to WrestleMania. So there goes the whole Baszler and Ronda. So I thought they were going to pull this one off like next week or the week after. Give Becky and Lita the uh, belts. And then you can roll into a uh, Ronda Baszler versus Becky and Lita, which I think would be a good match for Mania. But yeah, if they're, if they're pushing damage control and those two to WrestleMania, that's a, that's a long time to go with this feud and, Again, a match that I'm, it'll be all right, but not super excited about. Yeah, it's, uh, so I'm, I'm looking at a report here from wrestlinginc.com backstage news. Uh, Trish was sent home. This evidently is the third time she's been sent home. Uh, reports added Stratus, the native of Toronto, physically was at the show in Ottawa, but left before the segment happened. Uh, unsure what the changes were other than creative change by wwe officials uh yeah, something weird's going on there what's that i said something weird's going on there it's yeah. three times they've sent her home it's kind of interesting yeah so she is unofficially scheduled to appear um on a, a future monday night raw so um so not in her home country yeah, that's the other thing too, you know. And they've got one more show in in Canada, so I don't, hopefully they they get it figured out because she comes out, boom, this place is going to blow. Um, I think it'd be almost as big, if not as big, as Sammy. Yep. Yeah. So uh, so the the um, so Gable and Bronson Reed have a match. They cut to a commercial. Uh, Bronson. Uh, hits Gable with the tsunami, uh, finito, all done, and uh, Lashley comes out, beats down Elias. Elias was talking about hope, uh, 
hope Boogs is listening because uh, this is this is what we're doing. Almighty's like, hey, I'm not having this. Um, Elias gets thrown around like a rag doll, and uh, he's tired of being disrespected, and no real no real closure for Lashley other than he got to throw Elias around a little bit. Yep. Yeah, the Chad Gable uh, Bronson rematch was good. Uh, neither one of them, I think, can do wrong. So put them in the ring together. It's going to be great. The yeah. male model, uh, maximum male models wanting to go after Otis, I think, is a fun little storyline. Uh, obviously, it's not bloodline quality, but it's fun. And yeah. then the standoff between Otis and, and Bronson is something I'm like, all right, I'd like to see that. Lastly, yeah, Smash and Elias. Cool. Uh, at least Boogs got mentioned. So that's always fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I gotta, yep. I gotta get my boob shirt. Uh, yeah, I wonder if it's available on Wrestling Tees or probably not. You can probably only get it on the WWE shop. WWE, so yeah. I'll go grab that. So, um, so there was a little bit of talk um, through commentary about Edge and what he's meant to the WWE. They cut to a commercial, come back, and there was a backstage piece, and Edge says, "Blah blah blah, never say never." And um, they head to the ring, and there's uh, you know the, his usual pyro. They talk about him being a Hall of Famer. He's been there, done that, and um, out comes a town down, and the crowd went from happy to loud and just angry, and. <laughs> I thought that was a, a good sound for theory, especially since he's trying to get over as right. a bad guy and um, a good exchange. And uh, Austin theory, his, his body is more and more starting to look like John Cena. And, yeah. you know, he's wearing those um, like those boycott shorts, like the real tight ones that Cena used to wear when he yeah, first the ones I wore up. to work. Well, yeah. <laughs> and uh before he switched to the um to the jorts and what was he like the cyborg or something when he was wearing those short shorts before he came out with ruthless aggression against uh Kurt Angle. So they go through, they have some good uh good back and forth. Um what I thought was interesting and a nice touch on the storytelling was the uh rear naked chokes and the headlocks and the chin locks considering um edge's neck situation i thought wow that's some that's some nice storytelling considering um his his finishing move is that uh you know driving him driving him down yeah. on the neck yeah that's that's one way to look at it my my thing on that was is i felt like it was a lot of rest moves in that match hmm. so you, you know uh for those that don't watch wrestling as much, which we found out a lot of people are on our podcast don't necessarily watch it as much as we do, mm-hmm. but I just felt that that when they have a rest move, what they call them, is usually those rear naked chokes or arm bars where they kind of sit in the middle of the ring and catch a breather. Um, you used to see it a lot with like Hogan towards the end of his career, and, and some of the older guys use it a lot. I just felt like there was a lot of those in this match, which surprised me. Whether Edge is hurt a little bit or you know, maybe, maybe time's catching up to him. I just thought it was interesting, but when they would go, they would go there. There was that, uh, slam. He pulled 
Austin off the ropes and like kind of slammed him on the ground. There were some really good high moves, but I yeah. just I that's the one thing I remember watching and I'm like, man, there's they're doing a lot of resting resting in this match, which was interesting. And I don't know whether it's because they had to maybe there was a time issue, so they had to drag out the match a little longer than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. or or what the case yeah, is. I good, just felt uh, like they were Yeah, that's that's a good yeah, I didn't even think of that considering maybe um originally they they had some pieces of matches that were supposed to go longer than a minute and yeah. change or because or maybe the Trish thing was supposed to go yeah. on there somewhere. And mm. I, who knows? I just, I just, it struck me as odd. That's yeah. not, it was bad. I, you're right. It, it fits into the story and it worked. I just thought it was kind of interesting to have that many kind of resting holds as they were going mm. through. Yeah. I was, I was uh, kind of looking at it like, okay, he's grinding them down even though he just went through the elimination chamber and, you know, as uh, Austin Theory was heading into the elimination chamber, they were talking about, so how does this feel, you know, considering last year you got thrown off of the pod (laughs) by Brock Lesnar and now here you are as the United States champion coming in to uh, to the elimination chamber and, you know, he makes it out of the elimination chamber as the champ. Um, goes against the Hall of Famer, and um, you know Edge was pretty humble in his interview, considering you know everything he's accomplished in his career. And he was just like, "Hey, you know, I'm a little closer to the to the end every day." Uh, goes out, has a good showing, and then one thing that I didn't really think should—I mean, wrestling fans are going to do whatever the hell they want—but I don't necessarily agree with the fans starting to cheer. This is awesome. Right, that, that sort of like, I mean, I could have seen if it was, you know, it was a banger and they were going and going and going, or, you know, like the match that they had during Elimination Chamber, I thought was, you know, one of my favorite matches, if not my favorite match, was, uh, you know, worthy of this is awesome. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, you know, um, winner and still your United States champion, um, Austin Theory. Yep, yep, thanks to Finn Balor, which I think I called when we were somewhat previewing uh, that it's not quite done yet. So, Mm -hmm. yep, Balor comes in, does his attack, and then ends the show with the beatdown, too. So, definitely got his heat at the end. I'm curious what happened after the show, because, you know, you want to send the fans home happy. So, I'd be curious what some of those uh, fan footages are going to look like in the next few days when we see them on Twitter and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah the way, that, was, that was raw. Yeah, and the way Edge had said, you know, hey, you know, it's good to have the Judgment Day behind him. Um, he's over and done with it. But then, um, you know, Finn costs him the United States title. Could, um, you know, like what you would sort of fantasy booked looks a little more real. Yeah. Is, um, Edge versus Finn in a hell in a cell at WrestleMania. Yeah. It's going to be good stuff. I think yeah. that'll be good. And he hit him with like uh, with three coup de gras. So, you know, now you can write Edge off for a few few episodes mm-hmm. uh, as injured or hurt or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And then have him make another comeback, <laughs> maybe to challenge for that hell in the cell. Yeah. Yeah. He'll make it official. Um, probably not this Friday. Not. Yeah. So the it'll probably be in two Mondays from now he'll yeah. pop up and, um, two weeks, two weeks before, 
um, WrestleMania. We'll have some good vignettes. Here's what happened. Um, And then, you know, we'll we'll get them in the cage and figure out what's going to happen. So, yeah, I thought the crowd was really good. I enjoyed um, the backstage a lot more than I normally do. I didn't think Pierce was such a weasel getting kind of muscled into everything. He was sort of letting the wrestlers do whatever they were going to do. Great energy with Sammy started it, uh, got his comeuppance and got into the winner's, uh, winner's column against Corbin. You had, uh, you know, no tag team matches. We didn't see, we didn't see Boogs, but we got to hear his name. The man who was born and bred to rip and shred. Uh, Lashley is looking for revenge, but then so is almost. So, you know, what's going to happen with that? A little confusing, a little bit fun, but of course, it's all good when Cody's on the screen. So uh, that's worth a beard. And uh, you know, like you said, he he paced. He was upset. He's like Roman, don't send him again. Yeah, uh, we haven't met face to face, which is a good point since you know since Cody's been back, they've never been yep. in the ring or on the same screen at the same time. So this is going to be fun to see. And and this is what I think they should do with um, Charlotte and Rhea. They shouldn't touch until WrestleMania. Same I thing agree. with Asuka and Bianca. They shouldn't touch. Even if even if they want to tease and do a tag team match, um, they shouldn't touch. And just it it just builds the excitement until they actually do, mm-hmm. and uh, you know somebody brings the pain. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I. Was not as excited about this raw as you, so man, <laughs> I yeah, give my I rating was... first if you want. But uh... yeah, man. So what'd you think? So uh, like we do here in the No Shave Man Cave, we don't give it donuts, we don't give it stars, we don't give it thumbs up, we give it beards. What, JT, J Tilly, what is your beard rating? With two and a half beards. Yeah, man. I so I watched it twice. Hmm. We talked about it tonight, and uh-huh. all three of those occasions, I sat fat, sat here and went, "I'm really bored." Like, <laughs> I really, I, I absolutely enjoyed the 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 Sami Zayn thing, fantastic. Uh-huh. Absolutely enjoyed the the Cody Paul Heyman thing, but that's it. There was nothing else on this card in the entire three hours that held my attention long enough. E- even, e- yeah, I just. It, I just felt like it was backstage after backstage after backstage. Yeah. Like you said, an hour and a half in, you get the Nikki Cross Oscar match. Decent match. They beat the hell out of each other. Uh, they look strong. I, I appreciated that. The Miz Rollins, cool. It is what it is. I like the end of that. But uh-huh. nothing that I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. I And it, maybe it was just the mood I was in. I'm not sure. But it, like I said, I, wa- I watched it live Monday night. Well, somewhat live. I watched it after we finished recording Monday yeah. night. Um, and kind of was, it, it didn't grab my attention enough. I, I found myself looking at my phone. I found myself playing on the computer. Uh, then again, I watched it today to try to kind of speed watch through it so we could talk about it, you know, thinking, oh, I missed something. I, I just wasn't feeling it yesterday. And same thing. I found myself, you know, looking up, I, I wasn't enjoying the cigar out back while I was doing it. And I found myself like looking up the cigar and like what other cigars there were. And it's just, <laughs> and even talking, yeah. you going through it just now, I'm just like, Oh, we still got more of the show to go through. Like, yeah, I just didn't feel it. So two and a half for yeah. me. 
Yeah, man, that sucked because uh, you figure all in total what you just talked about was like seven hours of your time. And, you know, we still have, we still have what, five or six hours of wrestling to watch this week. And I'll still watch it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's if you watch NXT. So I'm going to go downstairs and catch a little bit of NXT and see what's going on. I'm going to go dig through the uh, observer reports and other wrestling uh, smack smack lines and see what's going on with Trish and some of the other other threads and injuries and stuff. But uh, all in total, I think I I think I'm still kind of riding on that um, elimination chamber high because as upset as I was on Saturday, how the men's match ended, how happy I was, how the women's match ended, I love the grit couple coming out on top. And thinking, okay, that's behind them. You said, ah, not so fast. And then, you know, comes to fruition. All right, cool. (laughs) Um, Seeing my personal WrestleMania card get ripped up and now coming back together. um, I I enjoyed the show. I loved the crowd. The crowd wasn't as alive as they were in Montreal, but they were still good. Not quite AEW good, but we'll see what the ne- this next crowd does in um, in the next Providence in um, in Canada. So for that reason, um, I'm giving it three and a half beards, and uh, I I really you know even though there wasn't a bunch of wrestling like we like um, the the vignettes, the promos, the threads, the connecting um, connecting. And sort of fooling me again, kind of how I got played twice <laughs> during Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I kept enough of my fandom and uh, suspended belief to get played. So, yeah. So, three and a half beards uh, for Monday Night Raw. All right, man. Well, uh, we're going to wrap this one up. And stay tuned on Thursday will be our Dynamite review. Uh, before that, though. Our next two episodes we're going to drop after this one will be our special uh, episode for the 22nd in honor of the 22nd fallen uh, military vets that uh, unfortunately take their lives. Uh, We've got a special kind of heavy episode with that. Uh, After that, we decided to do a lighter one with some uh, wrestling talk with our special guests. So look for those uh, tomorrow on the 22nd. Uh, After you listen to this one, go ahead and and blitz into those. And then after that, we will do a, a Thursday drop and you'll, you'll get our dynamite review. Heck yeah, man. Well, Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks to JT for setting it up. Thanks for JC, the Georgia tickler for, uh, coming to us, uh, with some great, great, uh, support information and, uh, resources for our veterans out there. And, uh, again, if you're ever in need and, uh, you're looking for help dial nine, eight, eight, and uh, that is always an available resource for whatever state you're in in North America. So please, uh, please use that to the to the fullest. So with that, I am Ellie Jair. And I'm Jay Tilly. Thank you so, so much for joining us here on this Monday Night Raw review here in the No Shave Man Cave. Until then, be safe. Look out for one another and we'll see you on the floor. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.